I've always said every time I lost a fight, now don't get me wrong, I can scuffle. I got a mean one too. Right? And I can honestly say I probably, I've never snuck nobody in my life because I never wanted to be snuck. But for every time I lost a fight, I always scratched again. And I always learned what that person did better than me. Now I will say this, it's very few times somebody just repeatedly kicked my ass. Right, I could count on maybe a couple fingers. Now, I've lost fights, but everyone I always like, yo, we gotta do that again. Yo, we gotta do that again. And very seldom can I say I lost to that person three times in a row. Maybe like one or maybe like three people in my life that really just like, damn, I just can't beat them, right? But every time I added to my approach because I learned something, something that I learned on how to beat this person. What's good, what's good, what's good, baby? Hey! What's good, what's good, what's good, what's good? It's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another amazing episode of Trapping Tuesday. Welcome to the trap. Man, what an amazing week. That we've been through. If you know, like I know, then I mean you. You kind of some money. Hey, listen. Check it. Before we get started, I want everybody to like. I want everybody to subscribe. And I need everybody to send a link out to somebody, man. That's free. You feel me? Tonight gonna be one of them shows, man. I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I go through my whole week missing y'all. I go through my whole week like, this gonna be good for the trappers. Feel me? Because my goal every week is to help you build wealth. My goal every week is to make you comfortable in the market. My goal every week is to increase your purchasing power. My goal every week is to make the game winnable. That's my goal every week. So we come here, myself, my team, George. Everybody for a quick man, I want everybody to tell George, you know, our prayers with him. This ain't about me. You know, I lost my great aunt, but he lost his mama, man. So let's, let's everybody in the chat, let's just show George some love, man. You know what I'm saying? Let's just send George some love. You know what I'm saying? Let's send him some love. George, come here right quick, man. Come here right quick. This is my cuz. Right? Y'all know I love him. Right? Everybody in the chat, just tell cuz, you know, we with you. You know what I'm saying? Just tell cuz we with you. We praying for your strength. You know what I'm saying? That's all we want to tell him, Jeremy. We love you, cuz. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate you, baby. You know what I'm saying? The show don't run. It's different when George ain't here. You know what I'm saying? So we would definitely want to tell George that. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing like losing the moms. I've never lost it, but, you know, he handling this well. You know what I'm saying? He handling it well. I ain't going to lie. He handling it like a real G. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to lie. Uh, next, I just want to tell my team I appreciate them. Jose. Dave. Young boy, young king, 
Definitely too long. But also, I want to shout out my research team, man. Micah and Q. Man, y'all always just show y'all go crazy. So I definitely want to shout y'all out. And most importantly, Steve, man. We don't got a graphic without Steve, yeah. <laughs> I don't like putting his name out. If you go to Google, who is Steve? Who is Steve? Who is Steve? But, uh, you know, for me, man, don't get me wrong, y'all. And I want to take this moment. Like, I love what I do. Every day, I can, I can live this. I can breathe this. But I had to get a group of people who, who love doing it as well. And as we grow and as we expand, I need everybody who work on me right now to know you always got a spot here. You know what I'm saying? I know this is going to open up different doors for everybody as we get into our second year and third year. But I want everybody to know, man, y'all got a home with trap. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully y'all still with me for the long haul so we can serve the people for the next 10, 15, 20 years. You know, that's the goal. But I understand. So with that being said, man, I love it, man. Welcome to Trap and Tunes. Man, we got another dope episode this week. Another amazing episode this week, man. Listen, it's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper. So listen, man, everybody who's new, want to tell you, man, come have a seat at the table. Come eat with us. A family that eat together can eat together. You know what I'm saying? To everybody that's coming back, I want to tell you, welcome home. Let me get a welcome home in the chat, man. Tell your neighbor, welcome home. Neighbor, welcome home. Neighbor. Welcome home. Tell the person in the comment underneath you say, welcome home. To the person that's on top, say, I see you, partner. Welcome home. Let me get a good welcome home in the chat. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> let's, take a, let's take a minute. Let's take a minute to tell everybody, welcome home, man. You know what I'm saying? So um, one of the things we did, you know, we started to incorporate each and every week is certified Wall Street mantra. Man, I think that is so profound because I'm not going to lie. This whole trap in Tuesdays, it's about building a community, y'all. It's about building a space where it's safe for you to come say, Man, I don't really know that much about investing, but I want to learn. It's about having a space well, you can come to him and say, that person speaks my language. That's the energy I like. He not talking over my head. It's a space where you can welcome the people in your circle too. It's a space that over the holidays, you can say, yo, let's listen to Trap. Breaking news alert, breaking news alert, breaking news alert. Thursday on Thanksgiving, we are dropping a special episode of Trap and Tooth. Thursday on Thanksgiving, we are dropping a special episode of Trapping Tuesdays. So let's, 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 while y'all at the table, I want you to say, hey, this is the dude I be listening to right here. This is him. This is the one I be telling y'all about. So definitely Thursday, Thanksgiving, we dropping that. Definitely want to let y'all know that. But here we go, man. Let's, y'all know what it is. Here's the certified Wall Street Trapper mantra before we get into it everybody like make sure you like fam that do a lot for the channel right subscribe tell somebody to subscribe that does a lot for the channel right we growing yo we growing i won't be at thirty-five thousand subscribers by the end of this year that only happens with y'all 
I want to be at 35,000 subscribers at the end of the year. That's 14,000 of us. That means everybody got to tell two or three people. Let's grow it, y'all. All right, so here we go, man. Certified Wall Street Travel Master. Dave, let's get it on the screen so they can see it. All right, listen. I am a certified Wall Street Trapper. I'm confident in my ability to make great investments. The stock market is a machine that prints money, and I'm more than capable of operating this machine. Not only will I free myself, but my family will eat for a lifetime based off the information I apply today. I'm a money maker and a wealth builder. Today, I break the chains, all the chains that anchored me to the poverty mindset. My ancestors will smile. Nah, because I have turned my last name into an asset. My family's purchasing power will increase indefinitely. Today, I make the declaration that no longer will I be a slave to money. No longer will generations behind me inherit lack. No longer will I submit to selling my time for money. I am a first generation millionaire. I am the architect of my family's legacy. I am a certified Wall Street trapper and Wall Street looks like us. Now, come on, man, let's clap for that. Let's clap for that. <laughs> Woo, that feel good. That feel good. Listen, the reason why we put that I am in there is because like, once you say I am, you taking ownership of it, y'all. Once you say I am, we taking ownership of it. I need you in the comments right now to say I am. I'm going to keep it real, y'all. Like, every morning on your way to work, Jose, do me a favor, bro. From now on, let's make sure we make that that mantra, let's make that a snippet somewhere. Every week, let's drop that. Along with what else we drop. Because here's what I want, man. I want everybody who's listening to this, every morning you on your way to work, I need this to be what you're listening to. Because see, what happens is, watch this, y'all. We in a car, the car is kind of like a university. Right? The car is like an incubator. We spend a lot of time inside our car. Oh, we spend a lot of time with stuff, stuff in our ears. Right? So if we listening to the mantra over and over and over again, guess what happens? We start to program ourselves. If we listen to the mantra over and over again, we start to take on a new mindset. We start to take on a new attitude. So when we put that I am in front of it, we go crazy. So I want us to start listening to this mantra. Once Jose dropped this man, we want to listen to this mantra every morning, y'all. Every morning, man. I want, like, I want y'all to dedicate to this, man. And so when I ask this, I want to ask you this question. What is defeat or failure? Honestly, it's merely the first step to something profound happening in your life. Hmm. Because opportunity and success is oftentimes wrapped up in turmoil or defeat. What is success? 
Is it really achieving something spectacular? Or is it really giving your all and succeeding at something that you gave your all to? See, a lot of times we look at success like, oh, I made a lot of money. Oh, I did this. But then we move on from that so fast to go after the next thing. But when it's something we've put our all into, we can define that as a successful moment. Question. Why did you choose to start investing? Why stocks? Why real estate? Why crypto? Why not stay where you are? Why not keep working a job? Why not let the government take care of you? It's hard to do with unknown. Yeah, you see a lot of people winning in stocks. Yeah, you see a lot of people winning in real estate. Yeah, you see a lot of people winning in this. But why did you start? Why did you gravitate to it? When you can define that reason, that's the reason that'll make you stay. Because when you do it because you see Trap talking about it, or when you do the real estate because you see Matt the Marcus guy, or when you see Julian Gordon, or when you do crypto because you see this person, what happens is when things go wrong, it's easy for you to leave because you shouldn't have been there in the first place. I mean, you think about it for a second. The reason why you keep quitting at certain things when stuff get real is because you shouldn't have been there in the first place. You ain't really believe in that. You wasn't really dedicated to that. You wasn't drawn to that. You tried to make some quick money. You tried to follow somebody else's footsteps. You got influenced by what you saw on social media. But what you didn't realize was that success at anything takes discipline, repetition, and information. It takes data. And sometimes the data isn't necessarily what you read in the book. Sometimes the data is the failure, the loss, the win. Let me go back. Let me look at it. What did I do wrong? How can I get it right? That's the data that I'm talking about. That's the dad I'm talking about. I ask you this because after all of the after all the hoopla is gone, after this, this phase is gone, and the players fade away, the only thing that's left is the companies you're looking at in your brokerage account, your portfolio in your hard-earned cash that you put in there. The question is, when you're by yourself, when you're looking at your account, did you trust yourself? Did you trust the vision? And did you trust the moves that you made? See, it's easy to get on somewhere and say, hey, Trap, hey, Ian, hey, Aristotle, hey, this person, 
hey, that person, you lost me money. It's easy to say that. But at the end of the day, no one pulled the buy trigger but you. No one made you buy that stock. No one made you take that trade. You did that. You did it on your own. I didn't pick your hand up and make you press the button. Nobody picked your hand up and made you press the button. You did that. And the question is, did you trust yourself? Now, here's the dope part about it. Every day, I'm going to get up here and give you information. Every day, but I'm not just going to give you information. I'm going to give you information that I study, that I research, that I put a lot of my effort into. Because the goal is to make you understand this market. The goal is to make you get confident. The goal is to help you build legacy. The goal is to help you increase your purchasing power. The goal is to help you build wealth. But at the end of the day, you have to make the decision. Can you trust yourself enough to follow the people who you feel will lead you the right way? For every loss that you take in the game, will you trust yourself to learn from it? I've always said every time I lost a fight, now don't get me wrong, I can scuffle. I got a mean one too. Right? And I can honestly say I probably, I've never snuck nobody in my life because I never wanted to be snuck. But for every time I lost a fight, I always scratched again. And I always learned what that person did better than me. Now, I will say this. It's very few times somebody just repeatedly kicked my ass. I could count on maybe a couple fingers. I've lost fights. But every one, I always like, yo, we got to do that again. Yo, we got to do that again. And very seldom can I say I lost to that person three times in a row. Maybe like one of, maybe like three people in my life done really just like, damn, I just can't beat him, bro. But every time I added to my approach because I learned something, something that I learned on how to beat this person. So I ask you this question. And I ask you this question. Will you increase your wealth because you've increased your confidence, you've increased the information, and you've increased your legacy? Let's go, man. Welcome to World on the Street. Jose, I was on my zone just now, man. Let's clap for that. cool like I did like a crescendo like when you talk high you talk low I went through that thing I set y'all in the emotion we laid the table out yo I'm getting real good at this boy I ain't lying speaking of games in all 2023 man all three. speaking of games in all 2023 man <laughs> <laughs> alright man let's go man the first segment is word on the street before we go man how y'all feeling tonight man let me see in the chat man how you feel this is a live show man it'll pre-record how y'all feeling tonight in the chat, man? Let's go, man. 
I see we got like, man, almost 800 people. Let's get that up tonight. I think we can get about 2,000 people in the chat, man. We early. We early. We can get 2,000 people in the chat, man. You know what I'm saying? So I want everybody to do something for me. I want everybody in who in here right now, I want you to like it, man. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to go on and like. 30 seconds. Like it. And then the next thing I want you to do is send it to somebody. And then the third thing I want you to do is in the chat say, we trap. <laughs> let's go, man. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. So listen, let's get to it, man. Let's start. Let's get to it. I want to talk. I feel like teaching. This is going to be one of them nights, I promise. So check it out, man. We got word on the street, man. So first of all, man, we've had some great rallies. We've had some great rallies inside of this bear market, inside of this recession. But I'm going to explain something to you tonight. All my traders, y'all going to really like, ooh, that's good, trap. But everybody else, I want you to pay attention to this. So here's something I want everybody to do moving forward. Here's what I want you to do. I want a piece of paper. I want you to write S&P 500. On a piece of paper, I want you to write NASDAQ. And on a piece of paper, I want you to write Dow. Now, the next thing I want you to do is on that piece of paper, what I want you to do is write those numbers you see on the side, which is called basis points. I want you to write them down. So I think right now the, the, the S&P is at 39,000, something like that, right? Uh, a 3,000, uh, I think it's at 32, 31. Yeah, so it's at probably at 3,900. Yeah, because we went to full time. I think it's at 3,900. So it's at 3,900 right now. I want you to write that down. And then I want you to write the basis points on the side of the NASDAQ. And I want you to write the basis points on the side of the Dow Jones. And I want you to hold it. I want you to take that paper, look at it, sit it on the side. Just sit it on the side right quick. And we're gonna, I'm going to tell you what to look at later. I'm going to look at that later. All right? We're gonna, I'm going to show you a little trick that you can use. It ain't a secret sauce or nothing, but it's something that you can use to see if the market really is going up or if the market really is going down. So I want you to do that. All right, so check it out. Word on the street, man. Check it out, check it out, check it out. So the 13F filing's been coming out. So what the 13F filings is, this filing tells us what the big investors did 45 days ago. Right, so every 45 days, they got to write down, tell us what they did. Now, by the time we get it, we get access to it, they already did their thing already. They already hit it and went about their business. Right? So here's what we learned. Here's what we learned. So far, we learned that big funds... So we're talking about the big funds. They have purchased a lot of these three stocks. ESTE, it's a stock called Earthstone Energy. Enphase, E-N-P-H, and L-P-L Financial. So big funds have loaded up on these three. Now, what you do realize is that two of those three are is in what? The energy sector. So here's what I want y'all to understand. So Trap has been an advocate for energy all year. Trap has been an advocate for energy all year. Jose, throw my green phone. Throw the green. I want to show y'all something. Next week, I'm going to make this up. Let me see if that's it. No, nah, that probably ain't it. Let me see. That's it. No, nah, that ain't it. The other one. It might be in the back. I right, don't worry about it. You can't. You got it? All right, cool. Y'all know I like the show and tell. So here's what I want you to understand. Right, so if we look in, so trap has been heavy energy. I've been heavy energy this year. Uh, but you want to follow. Alright, so let's see what we did. Alright, so this year alone, I did uh so right now the, the recession, we're gonna call it the recession portfolio. 
right? The recession portfolio, I'm going to let George come back up. I'm going to let George come back up. One time, George. The, this is the recession portfolio. This is the portfolio we built during the recession. What's the percentage, George? 25.59. 25.69%. How much we up on it, George? George blind. Yeah, I am, bro. 26.59. Uh, how much money? Oh, 102,992. 13 cents. Good job, George. Appreciate you, brother. So, the recession portfolio is up $102,992.13. Now, with that being said, I built this portfolio in the recession. Here's why I built it in the recession. Because I cannot be the Wall Street trapper. Let me just keep it real with you. I cannot be the Wall Street trapper. I cannot be Mr. Fundamental, Mr. Tim Duncan. Hey, hey, I can't, hey, I can't be Mr. Fundamentals if I don't beat the market during a recession. Let me say that again. I've never claimed to be the best trader. That has never been my claim to fame. I can do options. I win. I'm pretty decent at it. But I ain't the best in the world. But when it comes to fundamentals, I'm going to offer glass you to death. I'm going to offer glass you to death. I'm a double double you to debt. 25 points, 25 rebounds, 18 rebounds. Call me Mr. Fundamentals. You feel me? So, my whole claim to fame was I wanted to build a, I wanted to build a portfolio. Y'all mind if I had this conversation for a second? So I wanted to build a portfolio. And so now what I'm gonna do is, what you say, Tootie? I got this conversation, Tootie? Alright, cool. Tootie said I got a conversation, y'all. So my goal each and every week, what I'm going to do is we're going to judge the recession portfolio. Right? We're going to judge the recession portfolio. Now, what I might do is I might start a Wall Street looks like us now ETF. I'm going to put it just here. But I'll show y'all what's in the portfolio. Dave, question. If I screenshotted this and sent it to you, could you put it on the screen right quick? Would you be able to do that, Dave? All right, there we go. So I'm going to show y'all. We're going to take a minute. Now, this is not going to be on a... This is not going to be on a... Uh, all right, let me see something right quick, y'all. I'm going to help y'all out. Let me see. Dave, I'm going to add drop this to you. Which one? Dave's MacBook Pro? I'm going to send that to you. Hey, do me a favor. The top where I got the account number... Hey, go on and take that off, yeah? <laughs> go on and take that off, yeah? The top with the account number, Dave. Go on and take that off, partner. Yeah, take that off. We don't, I don't mind them seeing a little bread, but that account number at the top, hey, these dudes smart, bro. They can get the last four numbers, and before I know it, that thing is gone. Yeah, we got we got I got to watch you too, Dave. You might know something I don't know. God damn it. Jose, we got to watch Dave, yeah? You, yeah we got to watch everybody. I don't trust nobody, yeah? <laughs> I 
All right, man, we coming, y'all. We're going to let Dave throw this on the screen right quick. This impromptu, Dave, so don't even trip. It's all good. We on the network, you know we? It's on the other night. Uh -uh. All right, I'm chill. All right, so. <laughs> all right, so. So, you feel me? So, okay, is I'm dead? All right, cool. Let me see. All right, Dave, you took, good job, Dave. You took my, you took that off there. I appreciate you, brother. All right, so in the chat, can you see it? Can you see the portfolio? Can you see it in the chat? Can you see it in the chat? All right, cool. So check it out. Me being transparent, right? Me being transparent, you can see it says 11-15-2022. This is real cash, right? This is real cash. This is not a um, a dummy account. This is not a um, what you call that um, fake money. This is my personal hard-earned money that I built this portfolio with. Now I will tell you this: I don't advise nobody to buy these things right now because I bought them March, April. You know what I'm saying? I've been maneuvering. So let's go through something right quick. So the first, the only one I had in here that wasn't a buy this year was T-Roll Price. And I wish I would have showed the other, Dave, it didn't show the percentages. Damn, I should have showed y'all the percentages. So let me show you, let me show you the percentage right quick. I know Tudor like, bro, we got to get on to the show, but chill, Tudor, chill. All right, so let's talk about the percentages right quick. All right, and so I'm doing this because one of the things we want to do is we want to build... We want to build trust. So one of the things I want to do is people always say, well, Trap, let me see the portfolio. I'm, I'm telling you the God honest truth. The only stock I had in here in November or December was T-Roll Price. Everything else was added March, April. Once I saw, okay, we in a recession. And I'm going to be real with you. I went in my heart and I said, yo, the only way I can prove that I am 100% great at this is if I build a fundamentally sound portfolio during a goddamn recession. It's the only way I can show my people that I'm 100% real. It's the, only it's the only way I make myself the authority. I got to build a portfolio during a recession. Because it's easy for everybody to say, buy this. It's easy for everybody on the internet to teach stocks. That's why I respect people like Aristotle. I respect people like him. Why? Because they're showing you their wins and losses every day. But as a fundamental investor, I got to show you that, yo, trap going to beat the market during the recession. And that makes me the authority. That makes trapping tools illegitimate. And I can promise you, if a person telling you they know how to trade, if a person tell you they know how to invest and they're not doing it during these times, don't believe them. All right, Dave, I'm going to do one more thing for you. So tonight we building, tonight, you know what we doing, y'all? Before we get into the information, tonight we building trust. Tonight we build in trust. Tonight we are building trust. So I'm gonna do it. I gotta do it this way. All right, there we go. Boom. Dad, might have seen you done a screenshot. Remember, Dad, take my account information off, Dave. And Dave, if anything happened to my stocks, I'll hunt your ass down. Anything happened to my account, Dave, I'm hunt your ass down. All right. So, before we get into that next slide, Dave, 
Dave, let's put the next one up right quick and then come back to this one. Hey, tonight we're going to trap. You heard me? Before we get into the information, not this slide, Dave, the other one, the, the one I just sent you. So tonight we're going to do is we're going to build authority. Tonight we're going to build authority. Right? We're going to show y'all tonight, Wall Street Trapper, that this is what I do. That's what I love to do. You feel me? And I'm comfortable teaching the way that I teach because I love to do it. I'm bold enough to show you, yo, this is it right here. This is what I've done. This is what I've done during the recession. Let me know when you got the other one, Dave. Is up? All right, cool. So here's the next one. Right? So here's the next one. And then we're going to go back to the first one. We're going to talk about it. All right, so I've only did two trades this year. I've only done two trades this year. The only two trades I've done this year is these two trades. I've done XLE. If you was in my trap masters, you know exactly when you got in this trade. We got in this trade two months ago. Now, in this trade, I want you to see something. Uh, the trade is up 167.89%. So I initially had 75 contracts of SLE. I sold 49 contracts. So I have 26 left. Once it got to 100%, I took 25, which was my initial principal, and I took the rest as profit. So now I'm just playing with house money. So that 49000 you see up top is my profit that I cashed out already. Right? So everything else, so here's we going. So now what we see is, I mean, I mean, I took my thing. So here's where we go. The other one is OHI. It's another energy stock. I'm only playing energy right now. I don't want to, I don't got to buy and hold energy. But I'm a trade energy right now because energy is whooping the markets, but energy is up 70%. Energy is up 70%. So what I did was, so now on the XLE trade, I got it out to, and it wasn't, it wasn't my normal one year option. So I go in, my, my option is going to go anywhere between six months and 12 months to 15 months at best. Right? So now I'm going to let this run all the way to probably and unless the market switches, I'm going to let this run all the way to probably March, if I can let it do what it do. The OHI is another energy stock. I bought this option three weeks ago. And as you can tell, we up 30% on it, $15,000. My goal is to let it get to 100%. It gets to 100%. I will take, I got another 25 shares in here. I'll take out maybe 15 or 12 and a half, which would be my initial investment, and I'll let the rest run. Right. So the reason why I'm telling you this is I've never said that I was the greatest at trading. I just have a strategy that I use. I have a strategy on how I get my strike prices. I have a strategy on how I uh, when I exit, I have a strategy. So here's what I want you to know. If you're a trader based on any, you should always understand what you're going to risk. You must always understand a first exit point and a second exit point. And you need to understand a first profit point, a second profit point. And at what point you are going to take a loss and leave? You got to understand that. Right? But this is options. Lead options is something I do to have fun. I love it. I do cover calls as well. But this is what I love. All right, back. Dre, let's go back to the first one. All right, so check this out. Again, I built this portfolio out, y'all. I'm going to just keep it 100 with y'all. Because I, Wall Street Travel, wanted to say I want to build a portfolio during a recession so my people know this is what I do. Now, let me tell y'all the basis behind this. 
I only want 10 companies. That's it. Here's why. When you own 40 and 50 companies inside your portfolio, it's hard for you to beat the market like that. Here you go. Oh, no, no. It's hard for you to beat the market like that. And the reason why it's going to be hard for you to beat the market like that is because now those companies have the average out. Now, I want you to ask you a question. Is it easier to average out 10 companies or is it easier to average out 40 companies? It's easier to average out 10. And the only two companies in here that don't have the strongest fundamentals that I would like, I mean, one is old realty. Everybody else got strong fundamentals. Everybody else pays strong dividends. In the recession, I didn't go for growth companies. I went for strong companies with strong balance sheets that pay strong dividends. Here's why. Because the dividends help increase the return during a recession. A company that can consistently pay out dividends during a recession and get returns will help you. Now, here's the thing. During every recession, there's one sector that will push forward. For you as an investor, you got to understand what that sector is. If you look at what I got in this portfolio, none of this thing is growth. I'm in three things. Energy, defense, and one healthcare. Energy, defense, Lockheed Martin, um, Costco, retail, healthcare. That's where I'm at. That's where my that's what that's where my wins at. Old realty, I got it because of the dividends. I knew it wasn't gonna go too much crazy. It's down two percent, but the dividends keeping it from being down more than that. T roll price, it just ain't working for me like I wanted to work during the recession. So you gotta have a strategy during this recession. You got to understand that every recession will be different. But in every recession, you got to understand where is the dominant place where I can win. In this recession, I realized something. Yo, tech is not it. So I watched it, I watched it play out before I got into it. See, the problem is you want to jump into something and you want to jump in without watching. I can't go hustle in nobody hood unless I see who playing. Who the hustlers is? How they getting down? Who's selling this? Who's selling that? Who the robbers? Who the jackers? Who the snitch? Who got beef? I got to understand all that before I jump off the porch. If I don't understand none of that, I can promise you it ain't going to turn out good before I jump off the porch. So I sat back and I'm going to be honest. This was my first real recession as, an, as a skilled investor. As a skilled investor, this was my first real recession. So what I had to do was one, I had to go through every all of my information that I had been teaching. It was more so time for me to put it in play. All of my mentees, all of my students, all of my Travis and Travis Anonymous, everything we've taught, everybody that took the Wall Street Trapping course, everybody that took Trapping Method, I had to put everything I had been teaching them into use. And I doubled down on myself. I said, yo, we only going to pick 10. All you get is 10. Ain't no reload. Ain't no empty the clip. All you get is 10. Choose wisely. So let's talk about how those 10 are performing. Right? Costco, 27%. Eli Lilly, 9%. Lockheed Martin, 
14%. O-Realty, minus 5%. TPL, up 57%. T-Row Price, minus 5%. Exxon Mobil, up 11.5%. All I'm telling you is, I didn't go for none of the high-flying names. I didn't go for none of the high-flyers. I didn't go for none of the names that the TV always want to talk about. I went and looked for, okay, first of all, what is the economy doing? That's why you got to understand simple economics. What is the economy doing? What is this recession based on? Because if we go back to 08 recession, here's what Apple, Amazon, Netflix, they took off like crazy during the 08 recession. They had a 13-year run. Check this out, y'all. I'm going to be real with y'all. Whatever run for 13 years, probably not going to run for 20 years. They got some new leaders got to come in. We got to readjust. Yes, it is only seven. I got three more choices to make. I'm only giving myself 10. I got three more choices to make. That's why I said I'm choosing wisely. I'm only giving myself 10. I'm only giving myself 10. So that means if you're only giving yourself 10, Everyone got to be a for sure reason. This is the one I want. This is the one I want. Ain't because it's good. This, why, why do I want this one over the other 30 that I have on my watch list? My recession watch list. Why do I want this one over the 30 that I have on the watch list? What is it? See, so I want you to understand, y'all. When you're picking companies that are going to build your wealth, you got to be confident, and this is why I want this stock. One of the things I do when I'm looking at a company, I want to know everything. After I do my research, I want to go read everything negative that people are saying about it, because here's why. I'm going to put this in human form. You know one thing. When somebody got something bad to say about you, they're going to cut deep. When somebody got something bad to say about you and they won't hurt your feelings and they won't convince other people not to rock with you, they're going to cut deep. You know that. You know that. When somebody won't hurt your feelings, when they won't get people to turn on you and see things their way, they're going to bring out all the secrets. They're going to bring out everything you said in the me and you conversation. They don't cut deep. So when I'm reaching for a company, I want to go find the people that's cutting deep. Because here's why. There's truth to it. There's truth to it. And I got to see if they truth match what I have on my truth and I can marry the two. I always look at the negative. When I'm looking at a company. And I see everything about the cut. I'm like, yep, I got it all. Immediately, I know I'm missing something. I need to go look at the people that's gossiping about it. I need to go look at the people who cutting deep. Because once they cut deep, now I'm going to research what they're saying. That's what make you a great investor. What make you a great investor is knowing that you don't know it all. And there's somebody out there that know more than you about the company you're looking at. And you need to know what they know.
I got three more companies to pick. Choose wisely. And I can promise you this. Anybody that's teaching stocks, anybody that's teaching fundamentals, let's put our portfolios on. This mine. Public record. I want everybody to see it. Don't even worry about the two option plays. I ain't never been saying I'm the best option. They got everybody else that do that. But when it comes to fundamentals, come on, let's go. I'm, I'm picking seven. I got three more to go. If I pick ten, I got ten. Let's go. This is it. This is mine right here. This is mine. This is mine. Every week, I'm going to get up here and I'm going to show y'all every week what it look like. Every week, I'm going to get up here and show y'all what it look like. That's my, that's my promise to y'all because here's what I want to do. As the Wall Street trapper, I want everybody on here to say, you know what? During the recession, trap showed us that thing every week. And I can promise you, I put on everything I love. We built the only one that was in here was T. Rowe Price. All right. All right, Dave, let's get back on track. God damn. I'm 45 minutes in. Dave, mad at me. <laughs> we might be a little long tonight, y'all. <laughs> All right, man. So check it. Uh, look at Tui looking at me, y'all. Tui, I pay the bills in here, bro. Even though you be on my ass, I keep the lights on this shit. <laughs> Tui, like you, listen, listen. Forty-five minutes in, you still on world on the street. First slide. I got you, Tui. <laughs> I love that dude, man. All right, so what we learned was, check it out, y'all. Man, just get, let me see. Let me get a big retrapping if y'all feel we just did just now. Let me get a big retrapping in the comments, man. If y'all really, you know, y'all appreciated that. You know, if I didn't go too far off, right? But it's my it's my thing not to just give y'all information, but it's my goal to like show y'all that I'm doing what I'm telling y'all. You know what I'm saying? That I'm really doing what I'm telling y'all, and that I'm really, really, really miss the fundamental. You know what I'm saying? That's it, man. All right, so here's what we learned, man. Big funds. I told you that. Now, here's the three stocks, the four stocks that they sold. They sold Amazon, Facebook, Meta, NVIDIA, and AMD. The big funds sold out of tech. All right, man, so we finished today in green. NASDAQ, Dow, and the S&P 500 all finished in green. Remember, I told y'all to put them three basis points on the side. Let's go. Next one. Next one. All right, let's get a heat check in right quick, yo. So anytime you see the market green like this, we want to see what the calls and puts at because that tells us how the market is moving. So today, we saw we had 1.3 million calls, 1,315,808 calls. Right, the P um PC ratio for today, that's the put and call ratio for the day was 0.73. The further we get away from that one, the more the more optimistic or greedy the market is. Once we hit one up below, we know the market is getting greedy and we'll see the put switch up. Right, so we had 2.2, total call put. Options today, and I'm gonna highlight something today later on um, that, that's gonna really surprise y'all. Let's go, Dave. How y'all feeling, man? Woo, we feeling good today, man. All right, so let's take a heat check right quick. Let's look at the 10 industries. We see consumer discretionary down 31%. Consumer safe was down 5.68%. Watch this energy up 68%. Energy finances down 9%, almost 10%. Healthcare. Minus 5%. You got to be real. You got to be real, like, 
strategic inside the healthcare. Gotta be real strategic inside that. Uh, industrials, materials. Look at this, real estate. Real estate is taking a banging. Information technology taking a banging. Communication service taking a banging. Notice what's down heavy. Consumer discretionary, real estate, information technology, communication services down heavy. Let's go, man. I want y'all to pay attention to what we got going on right here, man. All right, so based on today, we're going to take a look at the fear and greed index. So that can be paired with, so you can take the fear and greed index and compare it with the put call ratio, and you can kind of get a, get an issue out of it. So we in that greed period, right? We in greed, the market feeling good, right? It's a little bit beyond neutral, but what's making the market feel a little greedy? Well, today it is, because as a, one of the things, I want, I don't want to use the word bipolar, because that's a real, like, thing, so I don't want to use that word. Uh, emotional. The market can be emotional, extremely emotional inside of recessions, because it's like, the market is already on edge, right? And it's kind of like a police in the hood. Watch this. It's kind of like a police in the hood. The police in the hood already have an idea of what goes on in the hood, right? You already have an idea of what's going on, shooting, robbing, right? So even though he's a trained officer, he's still a human being. And because he's a human being, he's emotional. So what happens is, when you put him in the hood, he's on alert. Depending on the call, brings his intensity level up or down. So, for example, you call police on a domestic violence call, his alert is going to go up. Because he knows there's already hostility right there. Right? There's already hostility right there. Feel me? You bring him on a, I don't know, loud noise or, or disturbing the peace because of music. May not be as intense. Right? May not be as intense. Bring him on a, bring him on a murder scene. He may not be as intense because there's already something, somebody done passed away. He's not as intense. He's not on his own alert. Bring him on a trespassing. He on alert. Somebody in somewhere where they don't belong. In a high crime area. He here with it. So what I'm saying is, the, right now, the market will tend to be and react to everything that happens. Good news, we run. Bad news, ah, we go. Good news, we run. Semi-bad news that they already know is coming. Ah, we sell. You already know the family's going to bring up the basis points. What are you selling for? You already knew this was about to happen. You already <laughs> had that baked in. You feel what I'm saying? So the market finds ways. So let's talk about some of the ways why the market felt good. Again, CPI came in better than expected. Midterm elections. And here's the crazy part what I learned about midterm elections. The government prefers for Republicans, the, the stock market prefers for Republicans to be in the office. But over the last 
12 months, it's been going crazy. But here's the reason why. It's because of energy. Energy has made up 30% now of stock market profits. Let's go, man. <laughs> All right, so here's something I want y'all to understand, something I want y'all to look at, right? We'll look at three phases of the recession. I think this will help y'all understand, like, what's going on, right? So the first phase of this recession is the waterfall. I like to call it the waterfall. Why? Because this is the plummet that kept everybody off guard. <laughs> this is the one that made everybody just sell. Uh-uh, I'm selling. <laughs> it catch you off guard. The second phase is the rally. The second phase is a rally, right? It's the relief rally. It's the, oh, we recovering. Oh, we done. Oh, we recovering. And then the third phase is when the stock market comes within 5% of its previous high or low. I'm telling y'all, trap me doing this homework for y'all every week, man. <laughs> hey, you know what I realized? Trapping tool that can really be like a course by itself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is module 15 we on. <laughs> we on module 15. You know what I'm saying? So those are the three phases of the relief rally. I mean, of the, of the recession. There's three phases of it. So there's the beginning, there's the middle, and then there's the retest. The retest is when the market is trying to find that stability. It's trying to figure out where we we're going to go at from here. Right? So what you got to do is, as an investor, you got to figure out, okay, where are we at? Now, mind, I'm telling y'all a story. I'm telling y'all a story because I want to take y'all somewhere. I made y'all write something down in the beginning. I want to take y'all somewhere. You feel me? <laughs> All right, so now, phase three is the retest. Because now, before the market take off the go where it got to go at, it got to find a zone where it wants to be at. It got to find that support and resistance. Shout out to all my traders. It got to find that zone where it wants to be at so it can retest and say, okay, this is what we want to rock at right here. Let's go about our business. Let's go on another 10-year run. Mind you, we was on a 12-year run before this. What's that, 2008, 2018, 19, 20, 21, 13-year run. We had some little adjustments in the end. We went on a 13-year run. Apple, Microsoft, Google. Netflix, Facebook, bro, they've been on a 13-year tech. Yo, they gotta run out of gas. Them things gotta run out of gas, man. They ain't keep running forever. They good companies, they solid companies, but they gotta run out of gas. I'm not saying that they, they not good in the portfolio. They did good for 13 years, but they gotta run out of gas. Somebody else gotta say, hey, you're the best home, man. I got it. Cause the economy, America, is a business. What businesses are going to hold up the cycle before that? So before that, what we had? IBM. We had Intel. We had uh, Sears. You know what I'm saying? We had Dillard's. You know what I'm saying? We had, you know, the old Microsoft. You know what I'm saying? We had uh, Cisco. These were the companies that ran it before 2008. Walmart. Had the number one revenue before 08. Number one revenue producing company before 08. The tires got to shift, y'all. So you can't just be holding on to, the, oh, I'm going to hold on to tech. I'm going to hold on to tech. No, you got to be willing to pivot. Boom. What the market doing? What is the economy saying? 
I'm not saying get rid of the tech. Okay, it may be a time you say I got to shave off the tech so I can pin it somewhere else. Uh, roll that booty for bean footage, man. I told y'all, it's one of them nights. I need to get 2,000 people in here, man. We need to get 2,000 people in here, man. Let's go, man. Let's get the likes up right quick, man. <clears throat> so one of the things I want y'all to always look at is, so some people, and I always notice that, like, there's always new people coming to Trap and Tuesday. Welcome home. Come sit at the table with us. Right? But I want you to understand how the S&P is broke down. So the S&P makes up a 500 companies, a little bit more. I think it's coming like 502 companies to be exact. Um, but I want you to see it. So these Microsoft, Apple, Google, Tesla, Amazon, those five companies alone, those five companies alone make up about 24% of the, look at this, that's a, look at that here. 22%, something like that. Those five companies alone, 495 companies make up 78% of the S&P 500. So here's what I want you to understand. When these five companies not doing good, the S&P not going to do good because they hold weight. Does that make sense? So if you're looking at five companies, first of all, two companies make up 13%. Apple, Microsoft, two companies alone make up 13%. So when them two companies down, it's a good chance you're going to see the S&P down. When them two companies down, it's a good chance you're going to see the whole S&P down. Because if they down, those are considered safe havens. So when big investors start selling out of them, you know damn well they're selling out of the other ones. So when you get up in one day, when you get up one day and you see Apple down, Microsoft down, Google down, Amazon down, Tesla down, you know one thing, the S&P is down today. Why? Because the big dog's down. Ain't no way in the world the rest of everybody else can carry. Remember, the S&P is a weighted index. What I mean by that is market cap is what weighs the S&P. So it's weighed, those 500 companies are weighed by market cap. Right? Market cap is stock price times shares. Without, if the, that's why you can see Apple. Oh, this is good right here. This is how Apple can get to a $3 trillion market cap. Why? If Apple goes up to maybe $250 or $300, it may, the market cap got bigger because the shares went up in value. As they go up in value, so does the market cap. So you'll see Apple lost, for instance, Facebook lost $800 billion in market cap. Why? Because the stock went from $320 to $98. It didn't lose no shares. The shares ain't went nowhere. The shares ain't going nowhere. He still got the same amount of outstanding shares, but the stock went from 320 to 98. So because the stock price went down, the market cap squeezed. Because the market cap shrunk, Facebook lost market share. So now it's not a $1 billion, $1 trillion company. It's now a $200-something billion company or whatever the hell it is. You feel me? Yeah. Ooh, woo! Jose, what you got up here? Let me see. She's a runner, she's a track star. She gon' run no- Serious <laughs> 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 Jose, you two gonna ban us for that, bruh. 
Watch they gonna let us go, man. We gotta go get that, Jose. Ah, that's good, that's good, that's good. Right? So that's how that works, y'all. So it's important for you to understand that next week we'll break down the NASDAQ. Um, because I want y'all to understand how this game is played. I ain't coming for this. I won't teach y'all. That's why I like for y'all to come here. This free, I won't teach y'all. I won't teach, man. Roll that beautiful bean footage, man. Let's go, man. Alright, so now check this out. Remember, I told y'all, get your after this class, we're gonna shut it down after this. After this right here, it's over. Travel two is over after this. Tonight over. I done did a whole class, man. Tonight over after this, man. After this slide right here, turn the cameras on, man. Let them let them live. Turn the cameras off after this. I'm playing. I'm playing, dude. We got bills to pay. I'm playing. <laughs> Don't you touch that damn camera. And you looked at my account, so you know I got it. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bro, this family, man. This family, man. All right, so remember when I told y'all to write down the numbers of what the S&P, what the NASDAQ, what the Dow Jones was, right? So those are basis points. Now, remember the other slide I told y'all to retest. Retest. This is how the market retests. Where is that? Watch this. In January, the high for the S&P was 4,800. It was 4,800. Now, the market went on a decline. But then it bounced back and found a lower high. Watch what I say here. It bounced back in March and found a lower high at 4,600. And then it went down. And then it bounced back in August and found a lower high at 4,300. From August till current, it went down all the way to 3,400 and it came back and found a lower high at 4,070. This is how a bear market looks when you're looking at a chart. This is, yo, I'm really teaching right now, fam. Oh my God. I'm really teaching right now. So this is how a bear market looks when you are looking at it from a chart point of view. And when they say the market is rallying, you can say, okay, well, in January, we was 4,800. We at 39 right now. But the high so far on this last rally was 4,070. Right? That's a lower high. So let's think about it. In January, before the market started going down, we was at 4,800. Boom, March. The market declined, but somewhere in March, it rallied back to 4,600, which was 200 points lower than what it was in January. So what that was, that means now it found a new high. It retested a new high. So that means every time it got to 46, it came back down. So up and up. Boom. From March to August, it went up and down somewhere, but in August, it found another high at 4,300. So when you're looking at a bear market, you're looking at a recession, what the market is doing is doing lower highs. All my traders, you with me, you're like, oh, trap cooking right now. Feel me? So what happened was now from 4,300, the market went all the way down to 3,484. Remember, I said the bottom is probably around 3,200 somewhere. Right? That's why it's important if you look at what I did in episode 14. I said, here's traps targets. Here's traps targets. 4,400. 3,200 for the low, and I think 39 to 4,000 was my base case scenario, right? 
So we found 4,300. We went all the way down to 3,200. We went to 3,200. And we bounced all the way back to 4,070. That was the high. Now, I'm not saying it may not go back up. But as of today, we've seen the market bottom down and then come find a new high. But it's lower than the 4,800. This is what a recession looks like on a chart. The market is finding lower highs. So let's go back. Don't go back there, but I'm speaking on it. When we go back to say phase three is when the market finds that zone where it's retesting its comfortability. The market is now saying, where is my comfort zone at? Where is it at? Check this out. If we go back to 08, the market fell 36%. The average recession, the market gives us anywhere between 29 and 36%. Average recession. Right now, we somewhere, I think, 32, 16%. S&P down 16%. Right? So, if that is being truth, then we have another at least 14% to go. Just to give us 30%. So if we're saying, when will we bottom, just based off data, we saying we at least going to go 28 to 32%. So if we go 28 to 32%, and right now we're at about 16%, that means we got somewhere between 12 and 14 more percent to go. God damn, we cooking tonight. Oh, I'm broke, baby. God! You took my auto now, Jose? I'm out of there. Hey, Jose took she's a runner, she's a tracks. Hey, Jose took it, man. What my one at? And I'm gonna keep running because I love it. I needed that just now. I needed that. And I'm gonna keep running because I love it. I needed that. All right. Man, let me get a wee trapping in the chat. A wee trapping right now, man. I just need to get a wee trapping in the wee trapping. <laughs> hey, I, I, can we end it? Two that you, we cut, cut, cut it. Two that, we cut it. <laughs> all right man let's go man i want y'all to really pay attention to what we're doing all right man big tech prepares for a recession so let's talk about how they doing this man all right so here's what we got to understand all right so let's get into it right big tech is preparing for a recession so one of the things i want us to realize is this y'all when a company is growing fast when a company is growing fast when that growth slows down, it has to find a way to have, watch this, y'all, watch this word, sustainable growth in the slowdown phase. Sustainable growth. Write that around and, and put it in your brain. All right, so let me show you what I'm talking about. Let's go, man. Now, check this out. Watch this. Facebook. Cuts 11,000 jobs. We're talking about sustainable growth here. Watch this. Watch this. So the reason why Facebook was plummeting, it wasn't because of just what Apple did. It was its response to Apple. Its response to Tim Cook was this. I'm going to invest $10 billion a year in the metaverse until 2030. People are like, wait, bro, you don't lost your goddamn mind. You want me to wait for the next eight years? Remember the the market is the market is emotional. 
You want to wait eight years for you to put this together? Bro, we need money now. So, what we don't realize is this. Yes, Facebook did use, lose user growth before. But what hurt them more was during a recession, he was still willing to spend $10 billion for the next eight years to develop something that we don't know is going to happen or not. Right? The market loves, watch this word here, y'all, predictability. Now, in the words of my, in the, in the words of long live, rest in peace, King Nip, he said, we making large bets on the long shot. You feel me? That's what Mark was doing. But watch this, if you notice, Mark changed some things up. And when he changed some things up, the stock started running. Because watch this, Mark said, I'm going to buy back some stock. I'm going to extend this hiring freeze. Watch this. The last earnings call, he actually had user growth that was good. Watch this. He actually had revenue that was good. Watch this. He still had good cash flow coming in that was good. Watch this. Instagram Reels actually started making money. So why did the stock go up? Because Mark said this. I'm about to lay off 10,000 people, 11,000 people. But I'm going to cut that metaverse spending down. The market said, aha, that's what I wanted you to do. I don't need you to spend 10 billion a year. If you spend eight or five, I'm okay with that. I need you to make money now. Mark said, cool. One of the ways that a company gets sustainable growth is by cutting jobs, cutting back expenses. It's easy to fuel that growth with cash when we're in a running economy. When the economy is slowing down and you're going through turbulence, I don't need you to have the same energy. I need you to switch the goddamn on energy. I need you to say I'm trying to sustain growth. I don't mind you developing something new, but I don't need you to spend 10 billion a year on something new. Listen to me, y'all. You know, I talk about Facebook, but at the end, you know, I want us to understand something. The company don't got no debt. It is 100% hard for a company with no debt to go out of business. It is 100% hard for a company with no debt to go out of business. The dude don't got no debt on the balance sheet. Now, I'm not telling you investing this. I'm not saying what to do, but I'm saying it's going to be hard for him to go out of business unless he spends $10 billion a year. You can't do that. Because here's why. Companies are still using him to advertise. He's still top two biggest digital advertising platforms in the world. He still has more users than any other platform at almost three billion people. Yep, TikTok is growing 100%. But he still has more users than anybody else in the digital game. Watch this. So Mark has certain metrics that the people look at. It's called... Uh, User time, like a you, how, how long is the user on the app? And then it's how long is the family on the app? So he, they calculate how long a person itself is on the app and then how much time is a family unit on the app. Guess what? In the last earnings call, it was up. 
Watch this. Watch this. With unemployment rate growing, what do people do more? What will people do more? Be on the app. Yeah, they're going to be on YouTube. They're going to be on TikTok. But guess what? They're going to be on the app. So going into a recession may actually help him out. So I'm not saying to go invest in Facebook. I'm not saying invest in Meta. I'm just saying when you're looking at a company, it's don't just follow the crowd. Understand the data and the specifics. The data going to tell you people emotional. Understand the data. Yep, Apple whooping his butt right now. So he made an emotional decision. He said, yo, I got to go do something. He went all in. Hey, I'm because <laughs> here's what he has to do. He has to get you off of the iCloud. He has to get you off the iOS. He got to find a way to get us off iOS. As long as we on iOS, here's what's going to happen. Every time you get on iOS, every time you do something, it's going to say, do you want this app to track you? And every time you say, no, don't track me, that's some data he can't sell to another company to advertise. That hurts him. So his thing was, I'm going to create these headphones. I'm going to create this metaverse thing. That's why he went and bought that. He went all, he doubled down on his move. I'm all in. Because he know he got to get you off the iOS. If he get us off the iOS and he get us inside the headphones, now guess what? It's his own platform. But this is something he should have did five years ago. Because he bought Oculus in 2016. He bought Oculus in 2016. But in a pressure situation, when you're back against the wall, you pull out the gun. Hey, dude, <laughs> hey I'm all in. I'm all in. You could have dropped this in 2019. Before this happened. It's another story, man. Let's go, man. <laughs> hey, tonight one of them nights, man. We cooking, man. We cooking. All right, so now let's dig a little deeper. Remember what I told you? Big tech is preparing for what? Recession. Here we go. Amazon laying off 10,000 people makes up what? 3% of the workforce. But watch this. They're not just laying off 10,000 people in the warehouse. They need the warehouse workers. They ain't laying off the people that make the money. They laying off corporate people. 10,000 of them. Ten thousand of them, and all the food coming to keep sustainable growth. It has to do one or two things: increase prices or cut overhead. The first thing they're gonna do: ha, cut overhead. You making two hundred thousand dollars a year? You gotta go mahal at you. It's the first thing they gotta do. This is how companies keep sustainable growth. This is how you keep sustainable growth. You can't do that. You can't do it no other way. Let's go, man. <laughs> Why this? When high growth companies can't experience high growth, they cut bodies. The new strategy, this happens off my head. The new strategy becomes what? Sustainable growth. We had 12 years of that growth that outperformed the market. It's time to switch leaders. It's time to switch leaders. We had, yo, Apple, Microsoft, Google, Netflix, Facebook. They made you a killing for 13 years. The problem was we wasn't in on it. We caught it the last two years. We caught it the last three years. We caught it the last three years. But guess what? 
I'm not saying Apple, Microsoft, Amazon. I'm not saying they're not good companies. I'm just saying as we pivot, there's a new group of leaders we got to look up. And we got to find them. We got to figure out where it's at. We got to figure out how they're going to pivot, how the market going to pivot, where the market going to pivot at. Now, here's the thing. Everybody going to, you know, find their pockets, but you won't see it until it start running. Apple, Facebook, Amazon, Google. They're not in high growth phase no more. They're in good growth phase, but they're not high growth no more. They probably not going to give you 30% returns like Apple was doing before. Apple was returning 32% a year. God, that's crazy. Amazon, Netflix, it was going crazy. Netflix was a $700 stock, a $800 stock. I'm talking about in no time. Amazon was a $47 stock at once. I need you to think about that. It doesn't split. It was a $47 stock. Apple done split five times. Tesla done split. When Tesla split in 2019, 2020, I think it was at $900. That's why I kept the woods man to kill him. She said, this is going to be a, four, a, a trillion dollar company. Everybody laughed at it until it became one. She's like, ah, oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So I want us to understand that. Think about this, y'all. <laughs> this is going to show you how crazy this is. The stock market, I, the stock market opened in 1800 or something. I don't know. In 2019, we got a trillion dollar company. In 2020, we had a two trillion dollar company. It took the thing one year to get another trillion dollars. In 2021, we had four of them. We're like, wait, where all these trillions come from? In all the years of the stock market history, we finally get a trillion dollar company. We're like, oh, that's crazy. This company going to be worth a trillion dollars. And then, boom, another word a trillion. Another word a trillion. Another word a trillion. Then what he say? I word too. Wait, what? You did that in a year time? How the hell that happened? So I want us to just understand that, man. I want us to understand <laughs> what we got going on here. Again, I'm not saying that these companies won't be great companies. What I'm saying is, I can promise you there's going to be some new leaders in town. And it may still be in tech, but it may be a different kind of tech. Remember, tech has so many different industries inside of that sector. It may be a different kind of tech. Let's go, man. <laughs> if we trapping us, we trapping. Let me see that we trapping in the chat, man. Do me a favor, man. Do me a favor, man. Get the likes up for me, man. I know we teaching right now. I know y'all tapped in what we're doing. Get the likes up right quick. Get the likes up right quick. Get the likes up right quick, y'all. Oh, I'm going to do it for the next segment. All right, so here's the thing, man. Today, this, is, this, this was something I saw today. I was like, oh, that's crazy. So Google went under fire today. Uh, uh, activist fund TCI. So what activist investing is, shout out to the guy, Curl Icon, somebody I like the vibe. So activist investing is a person who gains a large ownership stake in a company and then they say, yo, they have they get a stake so they can get on the board and they can change what the company's doing. 
Right, they see a company ain't doing right. They see a company ain't doing the right thing or performing the right way. They say, hey, these are the things you need to do. And if you don't do it, we going we gon', we gon' buck it on. We're gonna try to fight you for it. So Google got under fire today by this company called uh TCI. They own more than six billion shares of Alphabet, which is Google, the parent company, the parent name. And they wrote a letter today. They said, listen, in so many words, they said, they wrote a 36-page letter, yo. <laughs> That's when you got something to say, right? And he went to them and he said, hey, check this out. Your head count is too high. You got too many. It's a recession. You got too many people working in here. And you are one of the highest paid companies in Silicon Valley. You need to fire some people. Remind you, Google hired 13 people last quarter. 13,000 people last quarter. <laughs> Google hired 13,000 people last quarter and say, yo, we're going to hire another 6,000 this quarter. Stop playing with me. People say, no, 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 no. First of all, you got too many people working for you. Second of all, your C-suite employees and your corporate, y'all making too much money. So not only you got too many people working for you, y'all making too much money. You need to fire some people and some people need to take some uh, salary cuts because you're not using the cash on your balance sheet to Serve your shareholders on a highest level. Now, let me tell y'all something. Here's a word of advice. Here's a reality check. In the, in, in the consumer world, when you go to Walmart, the manager is going to always say the customer comes first. In the investing world, the customer don't come first. The shareholder comes first. But on a report, they're going to say it's the shareholder, it's going to say the consumer, the shareholder, and then the team. So they're going to say the consumer, the team, then the shareholder. But in reality, it's the shareholder. And everybody else get how they live. Because every decision is based on how the shareholder feel. That's where the pressure coming at. That's where the pressure comes in at. So, they came in and said, one, you got too many people working for you. Two, you're paying people too much. You're the second highest paying company in Silicon Valley. Three, you're making too much money. Four, you need to do some share buybacks because the money you got on your balance sheet. Now, mind you, Google is the top four companies with the most money sitting on your balance sheet. You got too much money on your balance sheet that you're not helping us make more money with. And so because you ain't helping us make more money, here's this 36-page letter. Here's what you need to do. And if you don't do it, we're going to step up. Activist investing. Now watch you. The people got a valid point. Watch this. Over the last five years, Google's expenses are up 18%. And revenue is up only 6%. So I mean, you're spending more money than you're making. But because the ad business is good, because the search engine is strong, Developing new products has always been Google's issue. The ad business through YouTube, Gmail, the search engine, that's their bread and butter. Remember, they pay Apple about $9 billion a year to be the number one search engine on Apple. They pay Apple $9 billion a year for that. Because Apple has Safari. Apple has Safari. Google pays Apple $9 billion a year to be, uh-uh. Move Safari. I won't be the number one search engine on here. So they paid them $9 billion a year for that. 
Golly, we cooking tonight, man. <laughs> Jose gonna have the edit for this week, I'm telling you. All right, man, so we, I just wanted to bring that to your attention, man. So let's watch out for Google. And I'm not going to lie, when that letter came out, yo, them shares went down. Them shares went down. Them shares, them shares went down. And just know that, like, Google, is, Google has never been a good company for developing new products. They done tried to come with the Android phone that fold like six different times every time it just failed. Every time, every time they come up with the Android, it crack and shatter and... <laughs> They have failed horribly at trying to create that phone, man. All right, man, let's go, man. Next time. Woo, I'm feeling good, man. All right, now check this out, y'all. The dollar has lost 4% of its value. What does that mean? All right. So, Inflation numbers are coming in a little bit better. So remember I told you why. This is why it's good for y'all to catch up on every episode, right? So remember I told you that China is a manufacturer-driven country, right? So everybody going to pay. If you think about it right now, one of the reasons why the market is going good or the people feel good about the market so far is because the China lockdowns are easing up. If the China lockdowns are easing up, what does that mean? That means they can get back to making stuff. You with me? If the China lockdowns ease up, they can get back to making stuff. Now, inflation is coming down. It went from 8.3, something to 7.7. Why? Because the Fed has kept hitting us with 75, 75, 75, 75, 75. Jerome really wasn't playing. Now, because he keeps tightening, that makes the dollar stronger. Now he's like, all right, because he's tightening, that brings inflation down. Now, here's the dope part. Gas, 18%. CPI numbers, right? Consumer price index. Telling us about the prices. Gas, 18%. Food, 12%. Shelter, 7%. Used cars, 2%. These numbers have excited the markets because they're saying what Jerome is doing is working. Now, here's the thing. I personally, because of what we just saw, I think next time Jerome hypes, which is going to be in December, I think he only going to give us 50 points. Because he still got to get us all the way down. Inflation has to come down to 2.5%. But watch this. He wanted to be the 4.2% by end of year. He wanted us to be at 4.2% by end of year. I think he'll give us a 50-point rate hike. That'll get us where we need to be at. And that means he's done what he wanted to do for this year. I think once he see those numbers, now watch this. Going into the next year, those last three rate hikes now catch up with us. Here's what we're seeing. Let's look, let's look forward. Here's what we're seeing. What we're seeing is everybody in tech is cutting jobs. What else they cutting jobs at? Retail. Jobs are being lost. Now, here's what happens. What is one of the biggest things in the recession that I said a long time ago? I said, listen, once you start seeing clearance sales and once you start seeing all these job losses, you know for a fact we in a recession. Whether they say it or not, you know for a fact what's going on. Here's what happens. We're going to see that. Those things are going to catch up. This is why everybody predicting recession is going to be deep in 20, 2023 is because now everything has to catch up what has already been done. It's what we call a lagging indicator. 
He do it right now. It don't happen to us for. I'm about to say something. You know how you know how somebody pass gas when they walk and then they gone, but you walk, you be like, God, what the that's a lagging indicator. <laughs> you know how somebody pass gas and they keep going, and then you walk right into it, you're like, wait, bro, what the f-? that dude where come on? You looking around like who did that? The person who did it, <laughs> why not? <laughs> he gone, boss. <laughs> Hold up, Joe. That's a new hoodie set you got on, dog. Stop going by my stop going to get my stuff, bro. I just realized that, bro. That's a Wall Street look like us now, honey mustard suit you got on, bro. That ain't a trap or apparel, bro. Stop going and get them boxes, bro. Don't you go in another goddamn box back there, dog. I just noticed that just now. You heard Jose? Yeah, what are you doing? And you had the purple shirt on the other day. Hey, bro, what you doing? Hey, man, chipping. Man, I be going in boxes like that, man. <laughs> I just realized that. He got a brand new one on. I ain't even got that one on. The hell? Oh, God. <laughs> Bruh. I just paid attention to that just now. You got a Wall Street look like us now, honey. Bust. That's the new joint. Why is you got that on? Hi, right, man. Let's go, man. I'm not dealing with these dudes here, man. I'm about to put everything on a lock and chain up here. All right, man. <laughs> hey, we live, y'all. I just want y'all to know that, man. This, this is a family show, man. You know what I'm saying? Everybody in here family, man. That's how we get down. All right, so check this out, y'all. Man, Buffett has been putting up numbers like he is in his prime. Yo. Buffett is putting up numbers like he is in his prime. Watch this, man. So first, Warren Buffett sold 3.2 million shares of a Chinese EV company called BYD Co. Right? Worth $72 million. That lowest percentage of ownership from 17, his stake in it, um, size of his portfolio from 18% to 17%. Now watch this. Since July, he's been selling. He's now, since July to now, has sold $600 million worth this company. Warren, when did you buy this company? He bought the company in 2008. Charlie Munger. This is why you, this is why you gotta have good friends. This is why you gotta have friends that know the game. This is why you gotta have friends that know the game. If you know Charlie Munger, first of all, I want to say something. I was watching TV today, but Charlie Munger said something, and it just made me die laughing. Because when you get, like, his age, you can probably, like, say what you want to say, and you don't care. Like, he said something on TV today, and I just knew CNBC wasn't going to let that come out. That man said everybody want to be on something new. They don't care if it's child pornography or Bitcoin. I said, what? Y'all ain't going <laughs> to I said, y'all ain't going to burn that out? But I think when you become that old... You were OG in a game? You can just say what you want to say, bro. He said, after, I'm not going to say that again, but he said, after that, I'm surprised that the United States that I live in is following these Neanderthals. I said, bro, he just all in. <laughs> he just dropping them old saggy white nuts on these people's TV. <laughs> 
cable TV. You can't, bro, I'm, I'm going to just keep it real. You can't say that CP word, bro. Jose, make sure you delete that shit. You can't say that CP word on, on CNBC? Bruh. When he said, I just, I had to do this to the TV. Did you just see that shit? <laughs> I said, did he just say that to the TV? And then he said, I, he said, it, it, it was like, I'm, he was, like, he pissed off at America. He's like, I'm pissed off. In so many words that they, he said, and I mean, he said that they are following these Neanderthals. He's talking about the people from Bitcoin. Well, not Bitcoin, but crypto. He said America created an asset class because the market was running up. Watch this. Watch, look what he said after that. Because he did his homework. Look what he said after that. He said they created an asset class that had been used on the black market for robbers and kidnappers. Now, if you do your homework on crypto, in 2010, 2008, people on the black market been using it. Credit cards, all kind of illegal activity. But for him to say that live on them people TV, and for them to play it, I say, boy, that's all. That when you were OG. He said, America is chasing. But here's the thing. Remember, we was in a 13-year run. When you're in a 13-year run, I want you to understand something. America is built off greed. And every now and then, every last one of us take a little pinch of that greed. Watch this. Watch this. Social media Exposed us to it and it enhanced the greed. Now it put a lot of people who wouldn't normally be greedy, who wouldn't normally get into that, and made them buy into it. And I will never forget this, y'all. This thing, I, a lady told me this, yo, and it hurt my heart. And I said, I gotta start teaching more. When Dogecoin was running, and everybody was asking me about it. I said, man, look. That's when I came up with one of my famous quotes. I said, treat a gamble like a gamble. Treat an investment like an investment. Treat a gamble like a gamble. Treat an investment like an investment. I said, that's not an investment, yo. That's a gamble. I don't gamble like that. I'm a, I like to, you know, I shoot dice. At that point, I had to stop shooting dice. And I got up there, and, and so many people. What I, I ain't gonna lie, you know. And here's the thing: what I what, what I don't like that people do. People will stand tall in their wrong, and they will defend it. Trap, you down bad. You mad because crypto outperforming the stock? I say, bro, I don't care. My money is being made, fam. Like the stock market gonna always be good to me, regardless. I want you to win, but I, I want you to know what you're doing. Don't get caught up because it's going crazy on, on Instagram. Because here's the thing what you're not realizing. For every one person you see that's winning, there's a thousand that's losing. But what happens is people tuck their tail when it's time to lose. People tuck their, people ain't showing them L's. You feel me? And it's hurt my heart when this lady told me this. In the comments, she said, Trap, you a hater. 
It's people like you, the reason why our culture don't go nowhere. It's people like you that's holding us down because we not buying your course and because we not fathers. I say, ma'am, I'm going to just keep real with you. It don't matter to me. I want you to do the right thing. She said, all I know is this. Bro, I swear on my daughter. The lady said, I invested, I got three kids. She said, I got three. It's, man, I should have screenshotted that check. She said, I got three kids. All I know is I ended all my money in my bank account and I done tripled my money. I said, pull it out. And I said, pull it out now. In two days, Dogecoin plummeted. So they mean one or two things. The one thing about the market and the one thing about crypto for real, when it go, it go. And if you don't catch it, and I know she don't got no stop loss or nothing like that, so it went. So it's a good chance that she lost what she had made and some of what she had. I DM'd her. I said, and I wasn't even me. I said, Queen, y'all know me. I said, Queen, did you take your money out? She told me, F me and block me. I, was, I wasn't even saying it on no, I'm like, yo, did you get your money out? Because our problem is this, y'all. When we see something running, we don't think it's going to never stop running. And it's an amateur mistake. It's an amateur mindset. And it's not your fault. You know why it ain't your fault? Because everybody who playing the game won't make some money. Everybody won't make some money. I understand that. But the problem is, in making the money, we got to get through with it. All right, let's go, man. So check this out. So Bar invested $203 million back in 2008. At its high, it was worth $9.2 billion. At its lowest, worth $7.7 billion. Let me make it make sense to you. If you invested five hundred dollars in 2008, right now it'd be $1.5 million. Cha-ching. Make some money. Roll that beautiful bean for you. But there's more. Watch this. <laughs> Stu is putting up numbers right now. So Warren Buffett buys $4 billion stake in TSM, which is the world's biggest chip company. Right? He bought 60 million shares. Yo, the, but now he bought this 45 days ago. Once the 13F came out, stock went up 10% today. Yo, now TSM is the world's largest chip maker. It makes up 70% of all chips made in the market. That's crazy. Let's go, man. Now, here's something that really caught it today. OPEC calling the shot. So, OPEC, which is the also is the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, right? So it consists of Algeria, it consists of Angola, Congo, Guinea, Gabon, Iraq, Iran, Kuwait, Libya, Nigeria, Saudi Arabia, UAE, which is United Arab Emirates, and Venezuela. So when you see Biden go talk to Venezuela or Saudi Arabia, or Saudi Arabia something like that, you know he's trying to fill them reserves up, right? So OPEC is responsible for the stable prices in oil and petroleum, or petroleum um, producers, and the supply of petroleum across nations. It makes sure that everybody gets their equal capital on the money invested in their oil industry, right, in their petroleum industry, right? So OPEC said, it came out of reports, this is important for us to pay attention to, right? OPEC cuts the oil growth. Oil demand grew by 100 barrels a day in 2023. This is what they see. They say global growth will grow by 2.2 million barrels. 
But they say India will be the main source of growth. Why would India be the main? I want you to think about something. As technology companies switch from China, guess where they want to go at? India. Just keep that in mind. Right? China COVID policies will create uncertainty. Remember, people just want to switch from China. You remember? Boy, I just went over there. All right? So let's, let's, let's go a little deep. Let's go a little deeper. Watch this. We're looking at producers. So here's the dope part. OPEC sees production changes in 2023. It has the United States as the number one oil production country. So we're going to produce. The United States is going to produce 1.2 barrels of oil. That's crazy. They say Norway is going to produce 260 barrels of oil. It's saying Brazil can produce 200,000 barrels of oil. But look at this right here. It says Russia will produce negative 850 barrels of oil. Just want y'all to, want y'all to take paint. Just, just look at that. All right, let's go, man. Woo-hoo! We cooking tonight. All right, so here's what I like. We got to look at what's going on for the holidays, man. Right? We see consumer spending. Uh, we, we, we anticipating people that make more than $75,000 a year will spend less than 27%. Will spend 27% less. People who make less than $27,000 a year will spend 27% less than what they did. 40% or more will go on private labels. 63% say gas prices are still too high for them to spend a lot of money for the holidays. Just want y'all to see this. All right, let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. Right? In this market, this is what you should be looking for. This is what you should be looking for. Companies with good earnings, positive earnings. Companies that have higher rates on invested capital. Good equity, good return on equity, and growing steady revenue growth. Look for these four things. Companies that are doing that in this market are strong players for the next frontier. Okay, that's game. Look at that again. Positive earnings, increasing the return on invested capital, companies with good return on equity, and steady revenue growth. If companies are doing that right now, that means they can lead us into the next frontier. God damn, let's go, man. Yo, we trapping tonight. You feel me? All right, so here's my push forward. Remember I said there's, there's things you should look for moving forward, right? So I like, again, I'm always navigating and moving around. I'm trying to see what's going on, right? So I like health tech or med tech. I like that. I just think the world is getting smarter and smarter with how they just develop and stuff. So one of the things I think you look at is IHI. If you know me, you know I owned that ETF for two years while I learned that industry. I think cybersecurity is a great way because as we get deeper and deeper into technology, I think there's a different type of technology that's going to lead us moving forward. So these are the ETFs that I think you look at, iHack and Bug. I also think that AI will definitely lead us in the next frontier. Remember, I'm not saying that tech isn't going to lead us. It's a certain type of tech that's going to lead us. I don't think it'll be the apples. I don't think it now. What I do know is Apple is getting to tech because they got Fitbit and all that. But I think bots, robo, and IRBO is definitely some places to look at. But also, watch this. Let's go a little further. Let's dig a little deeper. Let's dig a little deeper. I still love fintech. 
I still love fintech. Now, I got to go through what I got to go through. But I love fintech. Fintech, especially PayPal. I know I got to go through it. Y'all going to beat me up. It's all good. But watch this. PayPal still has the leading market share of online payments. 41%. Stripe has 19. Shopify has 12. Amazon has 4. Afterpay has 2. I'm not telling you to buy PayPal. But I definitely bought some more. That's all I'm going to say. In my premiere, I bought some more. I think fintech is, I still believe it. I still love it. People be asking me, Trap, how you feel about fintech now? Like I'm supposed to say, I still like it. I still think on the other side of the recession, it's going to be there. You ain't got to like me. I like it. PayPal has 41% of market share on online payment technology. You go to Amazon, biggest online retailer, guess who they got? Do you want to check out your PayPal? Go to the average site, what they're going to ask you? Do you want to check out with PayPal? That's all I'm saying. Let's go, man. <laughs> all right, so, man, I've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks, and I don't really know if y'all been paying attention, right? Listen, Reed Hastings, bro. Remember what I told you? You got to have a company. The company can't just do one thing no more. Reed Hastings said, yo, we are adding the ad revenue business to this channel. And since then, that company has skyrocketed. Here's what I want to tell y'all. If you go back to episode 13, I told y'all something. I say, I was supposed to do a call on Netflix at 281. I missed it. I was going to do a 300 call on Netflix. It was 284. I'm lying. I missed it. Right? I missed it. So I didn't chase it. Man, Netflix is all the way down to 261. I should have bought that damn call. The stock is not 311. That's a quick 20K, bro. 50 contracts, 20K easy, bro. Easy. I'm a player. They mess, I mess up too. It went to 261. It. Come on, I'm broke, baby. I ain't got no money. Bullshit. I ain't got no money. I ain't for nothing. I ain't for no money, man. You feel me? Yo, when I saw the thing go to 261, I said, trap. This it. You wanted to get it at 284. The 300 call looked good at 284. It ran up to 291. I was like, damn, I missed it. I can't get it. It got to 300. I said, well, I can't get it. That thing came all the way back down to 261. I said, oh, go get it. Go get it. And I said, nah, they tripping right now. <laughs> I said, nah, they tripping right now. Damn thing at 311 right now, bro. I said, ooh, woo. But I'm not a chaser. I'm going to let it, look, if I miss it, I'm going to let it see another day. Because I'd rather not get it than to lose. <laughs> I'd rather just be like, ugh, I'm good. You feel me? So, but here's the thing. Watch this, though. Watch what I- I told y'all that. That's cool. But here's the thing. Watch this. The market is bullish on Netflix right now. Netflix, it's the same call I wanted, bro. Watch this. As of now, watch this. There's 36,000. Watch this. 36,456 November 310 calls on Netflix at 465. 
So that means 36,000 calls on Netflix in November to hit 310. Watch this. Let me go a little further. Let me go a little further. There's 380,000 Netflix calls, period, that have been initiated since Netflix has added the ad revenue business to their business model. It's the second most calls. It's the second most calls. I feel some kind of way about that. Don't. Let me out. Don't. Let me out. Let me out. <laughs> Don't. Go, man. I ain't gonna lie. I'm feeling some kind of way about that, man. I ain't gonna lie. All right, but I want to talk to y'all about retail money right quick, right? So retail was a banger during the pandemic. People had a lot of money, and because people had a lot of money, what were people doing? People were spending that money, right? They had money, so the stores were seeing huge profit margins. What happened was, as people was getting those checks and getting that money, what the stores were doing was buying a whole bunch of inventory. Now, Retail is next behind tech with layoffs because people aren't spending money because people don't got the pandemic money no more. That been gone. Companies went over the top with inventory. Now that inventory has to be sold at a loss or it has to go to a company like TJX or Ross. But watch this. Watch. Let's dig a little deeper. Let's dig a little deeper. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Here's the key segments that you should be listening to when you're looking for earnings because why? The earnings calls come out today. Home Depot and Walmart came out. They did pretty good. Go listen. Go look and listen to those earnings calls. But here's what you need to be looking at. You need to be looking at foot traffic. And I'm giving you the metrics so you can know exactly what to go look at. Here's what you should be looking at: in-store traffic. You should be looking at in-store traffic. You should be looking at the average sale per customer or Average basket value. You should look at that same source sales and inventory. These are the five things you need to be looking at right now when you're looking at the retail companies. Foot traffic, in-store traffic, foot traffic or in-store traffic, average sale per customer, inventory, same store sales, and average basket value. These are the things you need to be looking for when you're looking at a retail company. All right, let's dig a little deeper. Let's dig a little deeper. Let's dig a little deeper. Here's the retailers who set the tone. Here's the retail. Here's the retailers who set the tone in the industry. Costco, bulk. To me, that's the best business model in retail. Walmart, Target, Home Depot, Lowe's. Watch this, though. Watch this. The customer who wants to get more bang for their buck. The consumer who doesn't have the big price model. The Dollar General and the Dollar Tree. Shout out to my trap masters. Because they just broke these companies down. But I'm going to just highlight. Dollar Tree. Family Dollar. These are the ones. Somebody say trap. Then you got the PowerPoint downloadable. Yo, you, this is my presentation. This is me. This ain't for you. You better get on YouTube and keep watching. Get on YouTube and keep watching it. Watch it over and over again. Every time you get on here, watch it, like it, 
Because you like it that much, tell somebody else to come watch. Matter of fact, y'all watch it together and sing Kumbaya. Get my views up. Y'all see how I'm pouring into y'all, man. Stop playing. But these are the retailers who set the tone, y'all, for the retail space. Pay attention to them. Earning calls coming up. If I'm not mistaken, futures went down because they aren't, they are pessimistic. This is going to tell us what's about to happen for Christmas. This is about to tell us what's happening for Christmas. Because everybody here, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, they're going to tell us, yo, this is what we expected for Christmas. You need to go listen to these earnings calls this week. And when you listen to them, you hear the things you need to look for. God. Let's go, man. All right, so is the market respecting the OGs more than the Young Bucks? Shout out to Prop Jude. Shout out to Snoop. The IVW is the growth ETF. Right? Over the last month, it's up 8.3%. The IVE is the value ETF. It's up 12%. Here's why. In this economy, the market will gravitate toward value. It will gravitate toward the prop Joe. Because he's been around. He's added value for a long time. He's learned how to play both sides of the field. But Snoop is a little risky. Take unnecessary chances that can get caught slipping. So just understand that. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. Let's go, man. All right, so listen, man. This segment is called Learn the Lingo. So watch this, y'all. It is brought to you by none other than a Black Friday sale that we dropping. So this week, this month for Black Friday, I'm dropping it tonight on Chapman Tuesday. Got something special. I'm going to make Jose put that link in the description. It's a sale you won't get any other time. Take advantage of it. It is what I used to help build my portfolio during the recession. It is my go-to. It is my clutch. I promise you, and I'm going to just tell you right now, it is the Wall Street Trapping course on super sale. It is the, I can promise, I told my team this, they were like, bro, are you serious? I say, bro, this is the time people got to eat. This is the time people got to eat. So this week's learning lingo is brought to you by I'm Black Friday sale for the Wall Street Trapping course, right? I promise you, y'all, this, 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 just know that it's normally $9.97. You do what you want to do with it. When Jose put it, just know that. All right, so check this out. This week's learning lingo is about us understanding the knowledge that's going on in the game. That's right, I'm dropping it now. So this is about learning. So if you understand the lingo, then you can play the game. Right? <laughs> I already got it. 700 bucks off. Shh. You hear me? <laughs> That's right, man. $700 off that thing, man. Not even 50%. $700 off that, man. That was, 
I just felt like, yo, let's go crazy. Let the people get it. You know what I'm saying? That's why you ain't got to see the price out there like that, man. God damn. You got to let the people go see it. Yeah. <laughs> but because I love y'all. That's why I rock with y'all, man, each and every week, man. And I, you know, I'm going to lie. I want to see everybody go crazy during the pandemic. I mean, during this recession. I want to see y'all go crazy. I want y'all to come in the chat and be like, Trap, I took that course. That thing, I'm running up. You dig? You're going to learn how to break down the business. You're going to learn how to um, understand what's going on in the economy. You learn how to use the moving averages. Even got a, um, what's called a uh, enterprise value breakdown. So you can actually put a, a, a price tag on the stock you're buying. So definitely check that out. And then, even more so, there's another sweet deal once you get that. I ain't even gonna talk about that. It's another sweet deal. Yeah, I just spent my. All right, so let's go with learning a lingo, man. So today's learning lingo is fiscal policy. I like to say fiscal policy just because I'm a trapper. <laughs> All right, so fiscal policy is when the governments decide on their spending and taxation policies, right? What they're gonna spend and what they're gonna tax people, the economy. For certain upcoming periods. So whatever the upcoming period is, right? It affects our demands as far as goods and services, employment, inflation, and long economic growth. Right? But now it's characterized in two ways. There's expand, there's fiscal expansionary fiscal policy, and then there's contractionary fiscal policy, right? So it, it talks about two things. So the expansionary policy is when unemployment is high. We're in a recession. This policy is designed to boost the economy. Remember, we're tightening right now. So the economy is going to have a slowdown. As the economy slow down, you're going to say, yo, we're going to go. You're going to hit his word. We're going to go to expansionary fiscal policy. So now they got to boost the economy back up. Right. And then there's the contractionary fiscal policy. This is designed to shrink the economy. Now, if you had to think about the two, which one you think we're in right now? Right. This is when government increased taxes and to reduce spending. So when you hear him talk about fiscal policy, you got to ask yourself, which one are we in? Expansionary policy or contractionary policy? And because you understand which one we in, this helps you not learn how to maneuver. God, this was a class tonight. I ain't even going to lie. God, this is a class tonight. Let's go, man. <laughs> All right, man. Let's take a second, man. I want to just, you know. Bring y'all on a commercial right quick, man. I just want to bring on a quick commercial, man. Roll that beautiful bean for you. What's good? What's good? What's good? It's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper. And I want to tell you about this beautiful community I created, Trappers Anonymous. It's full of like-minded people who are dedicated to changing the dynamics of their family, turning their last name to an asset, and taking good seeds and putting in good soil. So listen, man, if you want to build wealth, if you're dedicated to the journey, come join the family, Trappers Anonymous. Big Trap, Wall Street looks like us now. 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 What's good? What's good? What's good? Just a little one, two, one, two, one, two. You know what I'm saying? That's brought to you by the Travis Anonymous community, man. Listen, Travis Anonymous is an amazing community, man. If you want to just get around some like-minded people, if you want to get around some people who are really serious about building wealth, I appreciate the Super Chat family. Thank you so much. 
Everybody who putting the super chats out, man, thank y'all so much, man. I always want to come give game. I ain't come up here just report news. Like, I want to make us understand. I want to make us learn how to maneuver. I told you, my goal with Trapping Tuesdays, 100%, is to help you be more confident in this game. My goal with Trapping Tuesdays is to make you understand this game. My goal with Trapping Tuesdays is to help you feel comfortable in this game. My goal with Trapping Tuesdays is to help you build wealth and legacy through playing this game. And what better way to do that than talking my talk, putting great presentations together for y'all each and every week, talking our language, rocking with my crew, because this family, we do this collectively, y'all. Tootie be on me about, yo, we got to, you know, we time-wise, but Tootie, my guy. G be on me, making sure you get the good shots. Jose doing his thing, Dave them back there. You know what I'm saying? So this is a team effort, y'all, and we love y'all. You know what I'm saying? So this is why I ask in return. All I ask for y'all to do is, after this episode, we have 1,400 people on here. Do me a favor. After this episode, go to Apple, go to Spotify, go to Google, and just go download the previous episode of Trapping Tuesday, man. You know what I'm saying? That'll do me a lot. Jose come in every week, and he take this one two-hour episode, and he break that thing down. He put the two-hour episode down on Thursday. Then Friday, he give you a clip for 15 minutes. Saturday, he give you a clip for 15 minutes. Sunday, he give you a clip for 15 minutes. Monday, he give you a break. So all we asking y'all, I'm going to just keep it real, is every week, you know, during the week, man, man, download that Trapping Tuesday episode, y'all. That helped me out a lot. You know what I'm saying? That helped me out a lot. That helped my team out a lot. That helped us not only just move in the system, that helped us get the data so we can know how to best, you know, serve y'all the right way. It helped us understand how we can go get a $100 million check. We, we doing it for free. Because we love the culture and they, they believe in me and I believe in what we're doing. We won't get a hundred million dollar check because we're doing a million streams a month. <laughs> you feel me? I'm going to keep it on it. We won't do a million streams a month. That ain't, and all we want to do is just present that to y'all. So I would definitely appreciate y'all um, even growing the channel, man. You know, I want this to be, we not compete with nobody because we feel like we do something that's different from everybody. Right. We come up and we have real every day Jose Jose thing about how we can tweak it. Every day I'm looking at sitting back. I go look at every episode after I do it. How we can tweak it. How can we get better? I don't want nobody to feel like they got a show that's close to what we do. We got a high barrier entry. I mean, first you had to put the right people around you. You had to put a lot of money into it. You can't just put your camera up in front of you and think you're going to re replicate what we're doing. It's more than a Zoom chat that's going to replicate what we're doing. You can't just get on Zoom and say you're doing what trap doing. Right, so I just want y'all to know we putting this a broadcast. It's not even it's not a podcast. This is a broadcast. This is a show every week for y'all. So I definitely want y'all to you know just do that for me, man. Let's help us grow the channel. Let's get to thirty. I'm challenging y'all. Let's get to thirty five thousand subscribers by the end of the year. And I, I'm asking each and every last one of y'all to go download one of the Trap and Tuesday episodes. Download it leave a review, and then share it with somebody. And I told you, every time you download it and share it and post it, I'm going to repost it. And you got my word for that. All right, man, so this episode, this, this uh, segment right here is Certified Trapper of the Week. Certified Trapper of the Week. So for me, you know, I started off saying, you know what? You know, we're going to produce the Warren Buffets and all these people. And I realized, wait, hold up, man. There's a lot of people that look like me, talk like me, sound like me that came from my culture that has actually done amazing. And because this is the Wall Street looks like us in our network, we're going to just celebrate people that look like us. <laughs> you feel me? So this week, and I'm going to tell y'all something. Yo, I'd be digging 
for some people. If y'all realize, like we've been having some hitters. This week here gonna touch home. If you're in Atlanta, and I'm gonna tell y'all something I realized. I'm gonna be real. Yo, we some good hair, makeup, and hair cutting people, bro. Yo, we, I'm gonna keep, I'm no shade to Kylie Jenner. I don't know how the hell she did that, but I'm super, Judy, my girls, they killing it. They gonna be billion dollar companies. Cause what I've learned is, brown people in America, we some good beauty, barbering, and hair cutting, hair doing, makeup, interesting <laughs> people. Yo, when I be reading this stuff, Yo, our people was killing this beauty game, bro. We, one thing we gonna do is take care of that beauty. So check this out, man. This week's certified trap of other week is none other than this handsome fella, Alonzo Herndon. Right? Born into slavery, he became one of the first African-American millionaires in the United States. First achieving success by owning and operating three barbershops in a city that served prominent white men. So first of all, he, he was on the Clippers. But I wonder, was he cutting hair with the Clippers? Or was he doing like, the, like in prison, you do the raise in the comb. Well, that's, yeah, with the raise in the, got, boy, my partner, Chet, Leonard Chess from Bridge City. Bruh, I've never seen somebody cut hair so good with a razor and a comb, bruh. I'm talking, you come out that thing like, ooh. You come out that thing like, boy. I'm on the pictures in prison like, what? Tootie could cut hair, yeah. Tootie could cut my hair. Tootie could cut my hair. All right, so check it out. He became one of the first millionaires in the United States. First achieved success by owning and operating three large barbershops in the city serving prominent white men. Watch how he dig deeper. He opened his first barbershop up in Jonesboro, Georgia. In Jonesboro, Georgia. He expanded during the years and later opened up three more barbershops in the A. <laughs> he said, I'm going to the A. I'm going to cut up. This is before MLK. I'm going to cut up. Including one large barbershop on 66 Peachtree. The, sh- the barbershop had elite customers. We talking about lawyers, judges, doctors, even presidents. He furnished it with luxurious furnishes from chandeliers to the highest couches, marble floors, Golden and black marble zincs. Yo, my man went out. He went out. One of his, one of his barbershops was damaged in the race rise of Atlanta in 1906. From that, he also started investing in real estate and then the insurance business. He died in Atlanta. I'm going to say that he passed away in Atlanta in July 21st, 1927, at the age of 69, his home became a designated landmark in 22,000. Shout out to this handsome fella, Alonzo Hardon. Man, we appreciate you, King. We love you, King. Madam C.J. Walker did it with the beauty. My man came in and started cutting hell. You hear me? 
Shout out to y'all. Shout, shout out to all my porch barbers. Shout out to everybody who was cutting hair on a crate back in the day for $10. Shout out to everybody who was cutting hair on the porch and while your partner was getting his hair cut, you sat on side the partner like this and y'all just talked that talk. You sat on the... You, he was getting his hair cut right here. You sat on this side of the porch. Your other partner sat on this side of the porch. And the other partner sat on the step at the bottom. And all y'all were like, damn, why you been cutting that dude hair that long? Damn, why dude hair? He's still ugly. Shout out to you. You still ugly, dog. Shout out to everybody in New Orleans who get a haircut and then you got on the party line. You feel me? Shout out to that. See, y'all ain't had the party line where y'all was at. I had the party line where we was at. You're just getting on the phone, you're going crazy. We been cutting hair, you heard me? Let's go, man. So, this segment is called Breaking Down a Brick. Um, it's brought to you by none other than Travis Anonymous, man. It's getting into this amazing community, man. I definitely would love for everybody to come join the trap, man. It is $47 a month. You cancel any time. You get eight weeks free when you join for the year. But we're doing something special for Black Friday. We're doing something special for Black Friday. I'm telling you, I want everybody to be this. And my goal, I'm not going to lie, when I think about Travis Anonymous, I think about the new version of the Black Panthers. I'm going to keep it real. I laid out a blueprint for the Travis, and I said, we're going to serve for the next 20 years, man. We're going to do a toy giveaway in New Orleans in December. Again, the third annual Bless the Trap. We're going to do that in December. I think the date is December the 18th, something like that. Um, Bless the Trap. We're going to do this. My third annual. We give away toys. We pay bills for single mothers. Uh, we give away everything and I do that out of pocket. I just ask my travelers to come serve. But start next year, what we're going to do is we're setting up these chapters in every city where we got travelers at. We got some in Houston. We got some, we got the Houston travelers. We got the Carolina travelers. We got the, uh, the, uh, the, the Florida travelers. We got the DMV travelers. We got the New Orleans travelers. We got the Atlanta travelers. So every month, I'm going to go to one of my travel communities and ask, how can we help your neighborhood? How can we help your city? As trappers, we're going to do that with our Wall Street Looks Like Us Now shirts on. So being a certified Wall Street, being a Trappers Anonymous is not just about investing in stocks. Of course, we do something every Monday. We do something, it's called Moat Mondays, Ticket Symbol Tuesdays, Wild Out Wednesdays, ETF Thursdays, Drip Fridays, where we talk about dividend companies, Say Something Saturdays, and the Thud of the Great Saturdays, I'm sorry, and Live from the Kitchen Sunday. Live from the Kitchen is when we do our two-hour class each and every Sunday where we break down stocks. And then... We do a book club. Shout out to Lieutenant Casey. I think this year alone, he's on like his fifth book with the Travis, man. So he killing it. Um, the goal is to do a book a month. And so we, not only that, but we just helping you every day. I do closing bell or opening bell twice a week with them just so we can talk about what's going on. So um, if, if you're interested in that, man, come and join the Travis, man. But it's not just about stocks. It's about building wealth, but also impacting our community, man. And that's what Travis Dramas is all about. So this week, man, we call Breaking Down a Brick. So Breaking Down a Brick is truly about taking one company and just breaking it down so we can see what it is. A lot of times, these companies own things that we don't even know that they own. Right? A lot of times, these companies own things that we don't even know that they own. This week, company is Johnson & Johnson. Right. The company has thirty three thousand three hundred and forty two patents. It has two hundred and fifty subsidiary companies with operations in 60 countries and products sold in over one hundred and seventy five countries. 
It is one of only two companies that have a credit rating of AAA. That's right. It's only two companies in the world that have a credit rating of AAA, and Johnson Johnson is one. The credit rating for Johnson & Johnson is actually higher than the United States government. Check that out. Their credit rating is actually better than the United States government. How'd that go? Right? The company broke down into three segments, which is pharmaceuticals, med tech, and consumer health. Pharma makes up 55%, med tech makes up 28%, and then um, consumer makes up 17%. The company has bought over bought in over $100 million in revenue last year alone. But look at some of the brands it has. Watch this. Look at these number ones that are on. Zyrtec, number one amongst allergies. Tylenol, number one. Neutrogena, number one. Listerine, number one in the category. Morton, number one in the category. Johnson's, number one in the category. Band-Aid, number one in the category. Benadryl, 70 years relied on by Dr. Avino. Now, here's what I will say. I don't like this company. And the reason I don't like this company it's my job to be unbiased to show you that a company, what all a company does, but I don't like this company. Here's why. They knowingly have more carcinogens in this brand than anybody else. What is the carcinogens? This is the stuff that causes cancer. It is the things that cause cancer. I'm going to say I don't like this company. I wouldn't invest. I don't want to invest in this company, but I can't tell. My job is not to put my bias out on nobody. My job is to report it and then speak on it. And then I don't mind telling you how I feel because I got my opinion on it. I'm the presenter. You feel me? But I personally don't like this company. It's on me to tell you about it because when you go in the store, they dominate. You don't get a number one, <laughs> number one in allergies, number one in Tylenol, number one Neutrogena, number one Listerine, number one. How you have Morton, Motrin, and Tylenol? How you got Motrin and Tylenol? The giant, the band, the Band-Aid, bro? Bro, they, they, they list is crazy of what they own. But because, so this is why they broke their brand down up into three things. It's because the, the, the consumer health part of it is, bro, they was giving people cancer, bro. But here's a crazy part of it. They was paying out $40 billion like it wasn't nothing. $40 million lawsuit paid. $60 million lawsuit paid. $30 million lawsuit paid. Guess what? Never changed the ingredients. $15 million lawsuit paid. $200 million lawsuit amongst 45 people paid. Never change the ingredients. I can't rock with that. I can't rock with that. So it's my goal. Again, it's one of the largest companies in America. It is it's definitely a staple in the American economy. It is my goal to tell you about it, but I'm going to be real as a trapper. I can't stand by that. That's who came to me. Like, I won't invest in a prison company because I was in prison and I understand that. That's right on side of that. Just my opinion. You do what you want to do with it. Roll that booty for bean footage, man. <laughs> so this segment here right here is called The Wealth Track. For some kind of reason, I feel like y'all be waiting for The Wealth Track. I feel like y'all like the information, but y'all wait on two things. Who the certified trap of the week is and what The Wealth Track is. I feel like that's the two things everybody be waiting on, right? So for me, I always say that, you know, First of all, y'all, we ain't listening to murder music no more. 
we done with that. It was cool. It was never cool, but we ain't know no better. We know better now. We not listening to murder music no more. Let me say something right quick, man. Um, I was talking to my daughter, mama today on the phone, who I got much respect for. Um, everybody, you know, if you know me, you know, man, I moved out here to the A um, because I just wanted my daughter and her and her kid to be in a better environment. Um, I feel like as a man, when you get in a position, I can't just say I want to move my daughter out here. And, you know, she had to agree on the idea of that it was a better situation for us. So I wanted to put her in a better situation. Um, you know, and, and it's going to take some time for her to get used to being in the A and, and flourishing. She does hand makeup. Um, so I pray for her and um, I know she's going to get it together. Not saying she's doing bad, but, you know, I moved out here. I said, yo, I'm going to hold you down until you get it together. I feel like when God bless you, you know, she held me down in the beginning of my career. And so I did that for, but I talked to her then. She was telling me a close friend of her in the neighborhood she was in. They all lived in the same neighborhood. As she was on the phone last night, a friend of hers, a close friend of hers, her son got murdered. So I think her name is Nell. I want to say, Nell, uh, my heart go out to you. My prayers go out to you and your family um, because I know you. You know what I'm saying? I know you, um, not like personally, personally, but I know you because of my daughter, mama. I've seen her do your hair and makeup. She always talks uh, great about you, how close y'all is. Sometimes her ass, they won't get on the phone with me because she was talking to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but what I want to do is I want to send my condolences out to you. Um, I want to tell you and your family, man, um, it's all, it's, I couldn't imagine losing a child such at a, a young age to, to gun violence. Um, and so I want to just send my condolences out to you. I want to send my prayers out to you. Um, I want to pray for healing and I want to pray for strength um, because you're going to need it. You're going to need it to get through this. And, you know, me and my Trapper Squad, if you see this, man, now we are sending you love. And to my daughter, Mama, I'm sending you strength too because when I talked to you today, you said, man, I just want to be there for my friend. So we definitely sending love out there to y'all. But we're not doing murder music, y'all. Murder music has pillaged our community. Murder music has pillaged us as black men, Latino men, brown men. It has pillaged us. It's crippled us. We had to fight the war on drugs. They put us in jail, and then they let us kill each other. Same thing J. Edgar Hoover did with the pandas. He locked as many, up, many of them up, he locked as many of them up as he could, and then he threw strife between them and made them kill each other. Made them fight each other. Made them dislike each other. It's the same thing to do with music. I'm a product of that, so I'm not no different than y'all. What happened was I became a 40-year-old man. Then I became a 40-year-old man with kids. Well, with a kid. I don't got kids. Yet. Let me stop. With a kid. I became a 40-year-old man with a kid. And then I became a 40-year-old man that gained financial stability. And then I became a 40-year-old man with knowledge and information that I can pass down to my kid, that I can pass down to my friends, that I can help my friends and family about. And then I started realizing that my life is valuable. I started realizing that I don't got to be super aggressive no more. And so for me, y'all, it's a huge no for the murder music. 
I'm not going to go in on rant and none of that, but it's a no for the murder music. And so that's what the well track is about. It's about finding artists, whether big or small. I tell y'all all the time, DM me. If you DM me and I see the track and I like it, I will post it and I will shout you out. Um, I, got, I got this one on my own. I got like eight of them so far trapped in the hole. But if y'all D find some good wealth track that's talking about wealth, building wealth, let's go with it. DM me, man. Yeah, put it in the comments. If you find one, put it in the comments. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. All right, so this one is bummed by a young king called Dizzy Rascal. Right? Dizzy Rascal. Look what he says, y'all. Blinging ice, sitting nice in your hand. Too much platinum, not enough land. Done. Boom, shop closed. Boop. It's over. It's over. Say it again. The blinging ice sitting nice in your hand. Too much platinum, not enough land. That's it. We're going to kill it right there. Boom, over, done deal. Here's what it looks like. You got all the jewelry. We got all the grills. But we pulling up in the hood. We don't own no land. The crazy part is the land is cheaper than the chain. Once you buy the chain, the person who you bought it from at the jewelry store, if you try to go sell it right, if you walk out the jewelry store and walk back in the jewelry store and try to sell it back to him, he's going to want to buy it for you for 15, 20% less than what you bought it for. The jewelry is cheaper. I mean, the, the land is cheaper than the jewelry. Watch this. Let's dig a little deeper. The asset is always more, is cheaper than a liability. For what you will pay, I see people all the time. Yo, I got $250,000 of jewelry on. Man, you know what $250,000 in stocks will do for you? You know what $250,000 in the right option contract will do for you? You know what $250,000 worth of land will do for you? You know what $250,000 in the right business that you're building from the ground up will do for you? The ice in your hand, not enough land. Shout to that king for that track, man. All right, man, so right here, we're going to close out with something strong. I think this was an amazing episode, man. Two hours, we banged out. There's power in definition. Call this wise word from the OG. There's power... In definition, I want you to take a minute and ask yourself, what is the definition of you? How did you get here? Not your address, but the space you're in in your life. How did you get here financially? How did you get here emotionally? How did you get here mentally? What mindsets, what attributes, what values are your own? And what have you adopted? 
What is your definition? In the streets, we say, take the cut off and then give me the raw. What are your beliefs? What is your truth? What is your vision? Unwrap yourself from the suffocating bondage of the perceptions of others. Of social media. Step away from the likes and the views. What is your truth? That's where you find your freedom. That's where you find your fulfillment. That's where you find your your purpose. That's where you step into the alignment. And the overflow of success and abundance presumes. Learning to create abundance is a process. It starts with your ability to think differently. Expanding your beliefs. Expanding your desires. But most important, what you deserve and what's possible. I like to always say that the only thing that is impossible is the idea that I'm not possible. Your life, where you are right now, is the compound interest of the decisions that you've made in the past. So if you looked at yourself right now, what is your return on you? Your life and where you are right now, this very moment, is the compound interest of the decisions you've made in the past. So I ask you, what is your return on you? This is not a question that I can answer for you. It's only a question that you can answer. If I'm looking at myself so far the last five years, I've had a great return on equity. I've had a great return on investment. But I went through years of a recession on my own. I went through years of a personal bear market. I had my highs. I had my lows. I had my trading zone. But I also had a breakout chart. I'm still growing. And at some point, I'll get in that position where I'm just after sustainable growth. But I'm always reinvesting into the company. The business of me. The investments in myself pay the biggest dividends. It's not just the knowledge. 
I'm talking about the investment in my mental peace, my emotional peace, my mental well-being. The investments that make me laugh, the investments that give me peace. Now, I ask you a question. If you look at the return on you right now, how do you compound for the next 10 years? And with that, I'll leave you tonight. How do you compound for yourself for the next 10 years? What is your growth strategy? What investments in you do you have to make? How do you manage your own fund? It's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper, man. Welcome to another episode of Trapping Tuesdays. Do me a favor. Like, subscribe to the channel. Immediately after you get off here, go download something from iTunes, Apple, Google, Spotify, Download an episode. And if you're looking for our Black Friday sale, I expose it tonight on Trapping Tuesdays. Click the link down low. Get that. It is $700 off. Yo, I promise you, after Black Friday, it's going back to $9.97. It is $700 off. And then, I'm going to just give you the banger. After you get that, instead of doing one month free in Trapping Tuesdays, we're giving you a discount on three months free. And Travis Anonymous. It's your boy, the Wall Street Travis. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. See y'all next week.